Hi there, my name is Dave, employment coach and founder of DC Recruiting. I've helped people from all employment sectors find a job they love. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my podcast. This series includes job search journey tips. Hopefully, some of my tips will work for you. So let's get started. Hi there. Thank you for joining me again for another podcast. Hope everybody is having a great day so far. The topic for today is going to be cold calling. I promised I would do a separate podcast just on this topic, so here it is. So let's get into it. So what is a cold call exactly? Well, it's just a, an attempt to contact an employer when you don't know if they're hiring and certainly you don't have an appointment. So you're just totally calling up a stranger out of the blue to find out if you can work for them. There's a great benefit to cold calling that most people don't realize, and that's the fact that a lot of employers out there now don't actually post their jobs online. I shouldn't say a lot, but there are employers out there that don't post their jobs online because they don't want to sift through potentially 50 to 100 resumes, uh, especially if they only have one spot to fill. It's a lot of work to do that. So they rely on the hidden job market and word of mouth to fill their positions. So you could stumble into an opportunity without even knowing it. There's of course three main methods of cold calling a company. You can email them, which is a little bit less invasive. They can respond to your email or not respond to it as they see fit. A little bit more effectively sometimes though is to actually visit a place. And then the last method of course is to call them on the phone which probably is the least common of all methods nowadays, but still effective. One thing you're gonna to wanna to do for sure before you go and call an employer is to do a tiny little bit of research. Do some research on the internet, that's usually good enough. Just find out about how your skills will fit into the different jobs they have. And then one other piece of research you may wanna do is to try to figure out a direct contact. It's a lot better to address your email or phone call, whatever, to a specific person than it is just to have a general inquiry. So if you're gonna pick the method of calling someone on the phone, you wanna make sure that you're not calling at an awkward time. For example, if you're calling a restaurant, don't call during the breakfast or lunch or dinner rush because you're not likely to get somebody that's gonna be able to have a couple of minutes to talk to you. So make sure that you know the industry that you're calling a little bit and pick a good time. I guess another example is maybe don't call an accounting firm at month end because no one's gonna have time to talk to you. And on your phone call as well, just be brief. You use some of the research that you've done to make a concise elevator pitch so you can deliver that quickly and have the person that you have on the phone make their mind up relatively quickly without having to listen to a 10 minute speech about how great you are, which you probably are great, but they don't know that you're gonna call, don't forget. So they probably don't have 10 or 12 minutes to listen to how great you are. So if you're gonna go somewhere in person, there's, I only have a couple of tips for this one, really, but it's just make sure that you're, you're dressed appropriately. And I know that could mean a thousand different things to a thousand different people. But what I mean by that, the most concise way to say it is dress as if you're going to be working there that day. That's the best way I can put it. Another thing to consider when going somewhere in person, it, it, try to be alone. Try to be by yourself. And I, I'm saying, I know it sounds weird to say that, but I, I'm saying it, I know, because because of the pandemic, a lot of people don't really have the option to go places on their own sometimes. But the best way to do it is to go by yourself because you never know if you're going to be asked to do an on-the-spot interview, which, of course, would be a goal of yours. 
you want to go in and make a good impression and see if anyone has time to, to talk to you. And it's a lot harder to do that if you've had to take somebody with you. One more thing to consider if you're going to go somewhere in person is that they may have a manual style application form. Many companies have gone to online application forms, but some companies will still have one that you have to fill out in person. So I know that might not be the, the best thing that you want to do and you went there all pumped up being wanting to talk to somebody, but you might be asked to do an application. Just don't let your body language do the talking for you. You might be disappointed, but just fill in the application and, and hand it in, hopefully with the resume too. And with the application part, please keep in mind too, if you do see an online application, it might not be a good idea to go visit the place in person because they might just say, oh, just to fill out our online application and that could be the end of your visit. So I'm not saying it's a waste of time because it's sometimes good to have a face-to-face -face contact with someone, but you may not get to that interview stage if you have already filled out or, or they have an online application. And finally, just a little bit about email cold calls. One thing you're going to want to do is, again, it just goes with all the methods really, but you want to be brief. So be brief, be concise, and make sure that you put the best language in the email to make it about the employer. Now, what do I mean by that? It, I just mean that instead of going on and on about how great you are again, just like before, if you were meeting in person, just have a few lines and make the language about the employer. Tell them how them hiring you will benefit them. Obviously, getting a job, finding employment is going to benefit you. Just try to spin that, though, in the email to say, listen, if you hire me, this is what you're getting. So it's a really great decision on your part um, to hire me. Like that kind of attitude is what you want to convey in your email. And like I said, it should be a short email. Um, again, no employer is going to read five or six paragraphs about you. Make it about them. Make it short. Make them realize, yes, I am available for work. I have a great skill set and I can fit in there very well. Now, you're not obviously going to get an on-the-spot uh, interview or anything like that. But if you've caught their attention enough, then hopefully they'll email you back and you can move on in the hiring process. Now, it's also worth saying, too, even just the subject line. I mean, there's tons of people out there on the Internet that go and talk about the best ways to, uh, to make cold emails, um, not just what I'm saying right now. But even the subject line of your email should be short, concise. It should be something like employment or it should be le as less, you know, less is more, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't have a big, long subject line because you could turn the person off right away. But I do encourage you to go out and look at some other people's uh, podcasts about uh, cold emailing because there's some really great ones out there. Now, just some final thoughts again. The goal of any of these methods is to make a good enough impression that you can either do an on-the-spot interview or attract enough attention that you make contact with somebody, somebody that is responsible for doing the hiring. So if you do manage to make an impression on someone, just make sure in your head you're mentally prepared for that on-the-spot interview. But if you can't get a hold of someone and you get a bit of a negative response, just try not to let it end there. Make sure you can try to leave a resume. Make sure you can leave some kind of impression on the employer. And if it goes further and the employer is really negative, like they are just not hiring, they don't want to talk to you, they don't have time to talk to you, try not to push that too much. You don't want to leave a negative. You don't want to have the opposite effect and leave a negative impact on the employer. So so if the employ employer is being very, very negative and they're not hiring, then just take a second, thank them for their time, and just leave it at that. So that's all for today. I just wanted to reiterate, though, how important a skill cold calling is. 
for lots of reasons. It helps you build your confidence and be able to speak to people that you don't really know because in interviews, that's kind of how it is too. But it can also give you a big lift in your job search if you feel like you've hit a wall, if you don't see a lot of job postings in your field on Indeed or any of the other major uh, sites. If you can cold call places, you can tap into that hidden job market, you can make an impression on employers that maybe are hiring that you didn't know about, and all kinds of great things can happen with cold calls. It can also even just help build your network a little bit. If you make a good enough impression on an employer and they're not hiring, well, they may remember you and forward your information on to someone else. So all, all great things can happen if you practice cold calling. I hope you have a great day. I hope your job search goes well and you do find that dream job. And if you do have any questions for me, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Don't forget, just visit the website or email, call, whatever, and I'll try to get back to you with any questions, to answer any questions you have. But anyways, hope you have a great day and until next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a thing or two along the way. Check out the website for more content www.dc-recruiting.com 